All right, guys, welcome to episode 111 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. This week, we talk about Nope, uh, Gran Turismo 7, very briefly, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, Solar Opposite Season 3, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Hallmark Edition, uh, <laughs> and then we uh, we talk about the grand reveal of Marvel's Phase 5, no, and, 5 and, six. <laughs> and Phase 6, but first... So as as usual, we'll start with uh, you know what we've been watching or playing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll let you go first because you've got a little more going on than I do. Yeah. So um, this week I have uh, um, a movie, a show, two movies, and a show. And I guess I'll start with the big movie of the week, which is Jordan Peele's Nope. Um, okay. So this is Jordan Peele's third movie. It's his first one since 2019's Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Daniel Kaluuya who's you know, from Get Out and um, Judas and the Black Messiah and Kiki Palmer, who's uh, you know, from Nickelodeon and a bunch of other shows. And, you know, she's, she was in, um, what was that show with? What was that show? Scammers? I forget the movie with um, Jennifer Lopez. But anyway, so this is Nope. It's a new movie that just came out. Um, and it's about uh, two descendants of like horse ranchers. And they, 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 they breed and they train horses for movies. It's about them, and they encounter something in their farm that is of an extraterrestrial nature. That's pretty much the plot. And uh, overall, um, I like this movie. I like it a lot. I think it's his least scary of the other two. Um, the other two you know, being Get Out and Us. Um, I think it's, um, you know, Us, or not Us, Get Out, Masterpiece, 5 out of 5. You know, one of the all-time greats at this point. Um, instant classic. Um, and then us, I was a little bit iffy on. I would say I, I probably like would give it like a three out of five. Like I, I wasn't so hot on it. I thought it bit off more than it could chew, um, but it does have some great um, imagery. Um, did you mm-hmm. see either one of those? I've seen both of them. Okay, and I, I agree mostly with you. I think I think I'd probably still rate us a little higher, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I definitely still have it below Get Out, and for those same reasons, I think I think it like. It, I think the base premise of it is just a lot. And so in order to make that work, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like it's filmed well. I think the messaging is, is all there. Um, But I think just the base premise behind what happens in that movie is a little, a little much. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I I agree. I, I think, I think from, even from what I remember at that time is sort of what I've heard some other people say was that, you know, for it to, to do this thing where they go down at the end, Somebody goes down an escalator. I'll just say that, right? You have yep. to... Somebody was saying that, that they should have introduced more fantastical elements into the movie earlier because then when it does that, you go, wait. And your brain is so caught up in being like, wait, so who built this? Wait, so has it always been there? And, and so because the rest of the movie is a little bit more grounded, that when that happens, you go, wait, huh, what? And I think it would have been more like a fantastical setting. Your brain would have been more likely to 
forgive it, right? It's kind of like right, like if there had just been absolutely bonkers stuff happening more often, mm-hmm. then you see the bonkers thing at the end, and you're like, yeah, okay, like you know what I mean? You, yeah. you just accept it for what it is. Whereas like, like you said, it's been very grounded. There is one mystery throughout the whole movie, which is how is you know how are there two of this person? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and then it just like. The answer is just a wild... <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, it's like if you, you know, you're watching Forrest Gump and the whole movie he doesn't do anything fantastical and then at the end he, you know, founds Apple or whatever. And you go like, wait. Right. Or whatever he does, you know, near the end of the movie, you go, wait, he did Bubble Gump? Well, that's kind of weird. That kind of came out of nowhere. What if it would have been right. like JFK earlier or something? You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, like, it's, like, it's like if he says, uh, you know, like he just kept running and running forever and then you realize it's because he's the Flash and you're like, what? what? <laughs> yeah exactly you're like huh what Excuse huh? Me. <laughs> yeah um and so um so yeah like i said this one um i liked it more i think it's more more than us uh not as, not more, not as much as get out but i think it's um it's a little bit more cohesive it's a little bit more well put together and i think by the end it's 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 um what it tries to do is a little bit more consistent than the rest of the movies uh the rest of the film i don't think it's as perfect as get out because i think get out sort of you know, toward the end of this one, there's like little moments, like little pings where I'm like, wait, why did that happen? That, of course, with a perfect movie, doesn't happen, right? You're fully invested in Get Out. You don't go, wait, huh? You, you're like right there, even subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, um, it looks great. Um, he got the cinematographer that usually works with Christopher Nolan. Um, okay. So the guy did like Dunkirk, and I think he did Interstellar, and then he's doing he did Tenant, and so basically everything since like around like a little bit after the Dark Knight movies. Um, and there's these uh, toward the end of the movie, there's a, a sequence that's like sort of like not like a western, but it's like open open spaces, um, and he mm-hmm. switches to an IMAX camera for that, and it looks fantastic. You have these big sweeping vistas. And there's horses, right? So you see these horses running in these vistas and stuff, and it looks great. And it looks like, you know, it's pretty clear that Jordan Peele's like, well, I, just, I don't want to just do, like, this. I want to do this because I got more pool. I can do more with it, right? I can, I can right. be like, hey, Universal, why don't you let me borrow some of those IMAX cameras? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, right? right. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I really liked it. I like mystery. I like, you know, like I said, it's not as scary as those two, but that's not to say that there aren't scary moments because, you know, it is Jordan Peele. Um, and then there's these great, there's like these great visuals that stay on the camera or are clearly influenced by something that he thought of. So he must have thought of something like, wow, wouldn't it be so creepy if this happened to this, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're, not to say that they stand out, but they're so visually striking that you go, oh, he must have thought that in his head of like this thing going this way or or this thing standing over this and then, and, and, you know, lighting up or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. Right. So um, he has a great eye for that. And I think there's like some that are selling Sydney. I was like, it's so cool. And then there's also a great um, anime reference that I think, you know, if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh, that's what that is. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, do, do you think you'll go see it? Are you interested in, in going to see this one? Or are you like, yeah, I'll wait to see what. what uh, Definitely yeah. interested. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't find time to go to the movies very often, mm-hmm. but I, this is going to be one of those where I like, Start looking for gaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, when can I get somebody to come over and watch the kids long enough for us to go? Yeah. Um, kind of deal. Yeah, and it's it's not. I mean, it's it's two hours and five ish, two hours and ten ish. Um, so okay. it's not super long. Um, it, it doesn't feel long. It's not super long. I think it's totally worth it. Um, 
And like, you know, like you said, you know, you're trying to find um, a little gap in time. I mean, between this, between, you know, right, is it? Nope. At the end of, it's the end of July. The next movie that is even big or worth a fuck or like, oh, that's a big action-y. Probably mm-hmm. Black Adam in October. If that's like your Ooh, thing. Yeah. So like, yeah. there's like not shit. Well, there's that Brad Pitt bullet bullet train movie but that depends on if it's good or not right so pretty much you have all this space or this time where i think it'll be playing for a good while um i think there isn't much competition um i think they might put top gun back in theaters in which case i'd say definitely go do that one first and then do nope but i think other than that there really isn't anything that i would say oh well i don't know if you should use your one going to see a movie ticket on this one because there really isn't anything else i think this is the one that i think you should go check out um you know like i said unless they bring top gun back which i think they will because it is so close to top 10 no no there already is top 10 to top five all-time domestic grocers like it is right there like it like it just beat the avengers last week it beat the last jedi the other day i think next up is titanic or jurassic world so okay so i wouldn't surprise me if paramount was like we're so close put it in the 3000 theaters say that you know whatever whatever and it makes another 20 30 mil um right but uh but yeah, nope, nope was pretty good. I I can't really say much more without going into spoiler territory. Um, but I, I do think it's really great. Daniel Kaluuya is great. Kiki Palmer is great, and yeah, Stephen Yun is he has a smaller role than I think um, people probably think. It's like a three headed monster, you know, because the posters are like that. But he's he's much more supporting. Not to say that he's not great in it. He's fucking awesome in it. But I think he it's more of a two hander with uh, Kaluuya and um, Kiki Palmer. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely excited to see it. I mean, I feel like he's, uh, you know, we've we've talked before, but Jordan Peele has really like carved out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a niche and put his name in. I mean, what 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 level of director do we think we put Jordan Peele with now? <coughs> so like, I mean, he doesn't. I... He, all right, so here's the deal: he doesn't have. He obviously doesn't have the legacy of Nolan, Tarantino. Right, like those, yeah. that upper tier. But I feel like it's not that far. The legacy is, but in terms of like, these directors put out a movie tomorrow, mm-hmm. how badly do I want to go see it? And I feel yeah. like Jordan Peele is pretty close. very close. He's, I, he's a step down, but he's still very close. Yeah, I, I mean, I tweeted out that the only, I think the only do the only filmmakers these days that can open a movie just on name alone are um, Nolan, Tarantino, and uh, Jordan Peele. I think those are the only three now that I would say, if you put their name on a movie, people will be like, that's who that is. I'm going to see his movie. I think right. even, somebody, even somebody who's great, like um, Scorsese or Spielberg, I mean, very clearly Spielberg put his name on you know West Side Story last December, and it didn't do that great. And Scorsese hasn't, I mean, you know, his movies make money, but he hasn't had a $100 million grocer since Wolf of Wall Street nine years ago. Right. Um, so yeah, I can't even think of anybody else. I mean, even somebody like, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who, you know, he did Dune and Sicario and all the, all those movies. I think he's more of like a film Twitter or like a film aficionado name. I don't think like, for sure, because for what it's worth, I had no idea who the fuck you were talking about when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. I mean, even the fucking, like the guys who did the biggest movie of all time or one of the biggest movies, the end, end game, the Rousseau brothers, I mean fucking i heard that fucking gray man was a shit show yeah exactly uh, I yeah seen it, but i have heard bad things right um, and like it didn't break all those records or you know it was like the fifth highest biggest movie in in netflix history in terms of like a opening week 
behind like the kissing booth three, whatever the fuck that is. So <laughs> I, I think there's only I think there's only like I think those are the, the Sister Act three. Is that movie still coming? <laughs> I, eventually on Disney Plus, whenever that fuck that happens. But yeah, I think those are the only three guys. I mean, everything else it depends on like you know having a good script or a good thing. I mean, you know, movies open big these days, but I think those are the only three that I think. You know what it is? Those three could put out a movie without you having any fucking idea mm-hmm. what it's about. And yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like Scorsese, Spielberg, uh, you know, those guys. Like Spielberg put out West Side Story, and in my head I'm like, I don't really fuck with musicals, so I'm not going to go watch that in a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if that happens. Bro, if... I mean, you'd be hard fucking pressed right now. Like, Or here's the deal. It would put me in a fucking bind if fucking Quentin Tarantino... Jordan Peele or Chris Nolan were like, I'm doing a musical. I'd be like, ooh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, fuck, do I want to go watch a musical now? What's going on? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's like a real rarefied air that he's put himself in mm-hmm. with literally two movies under his belt. And then his fucking biggest accomplishment before that was just a sketch show on Comedy Central. <laughs> it's such a wild, like, a, yeah, it's such mm-hmm. a wild transition. Right, like I. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred. Is there anybody else you could think of that's done um, something like that? Not that instantly, and not with that kind of change in genre. I mean, I, I think you know I mean, you fucking. Do... Uh, <laughs> the only thing I come up with off my head is fucking Ronald Reagan being an actor and becoming president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got like the guys from SNL, the people from SNL, but you know, that's they true. go into comedy themselves, right? I don't think yeah. there's anybody who went from, you know, even somebody like um, what's his name. Um, Saul Goodman, uh, what's his, his name? Uh, Bob Bob Odenkirk. You know, Bob even Odenkirk. he he's in Better Call Saul. You know, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard great things about. But even he had a show called Mr. Show in the Middle after SNL, right? So it's like right. they don't just go straight from this to horror. Um, you know, not to say that his movies aren't funny because I think Get Out's pretty funny, and I think this one's actually pretty funny as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, even somebody, you know, even somebody who gets gigantic, somebody like Eddie Murphy, you know, comes off straight off of SNL, but he's doing comedies, right? Or even, uh, what's his name, Jason right. Sudeikis, you know, he does a comedy, right? Right, they do a comedy, and they also, it seems like all of them put themselves as the lead actor because they're writing material for themselves to perform, mm-hmm. right? Like, Jason Sudeikis does a comedy, but he is the lead actor. Uh, Bob Odenkirk does Mr. Show, but he is the main guy on Mr. Show. Uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy, same thing. Andy Samberg, same thing. And, it, and you know, that's like, that's like them being like, look, I can make a movie, but also, like, I'm writing a thing that I know I can do well. Whereas Jordan Peele has literally been like, I wrote sketches for me and one of my friends, basically, to do on Comedy Central. And then all of a sudden, I'm directing other people and... Without actually knowing off the mm-hmm. top of my head, I'm going to assume Oscar winning. I feel like Get, Get Out probably won an Oscar, if oh, I had to take a guess. Yeah, it uh, won Best uh, best Original Screenplay. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm directing an Oscar winning movie with other people. And that that's wild. Um, he's, like, literally not even in any of his movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's that's such a crazy thing to just pull off. And in... To not just pull it off a little bit, right? Like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, Mr. Show was, like, a cult kind of following. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Jason Sudeikis has, like, popular movies, but not particularly, like, I don't feel like they're necessarily 
critically received like anything super outrageous. But like your first movie to be get out is just a <laughs> oh, yeah. like you know how many directors out there are like fuck I wish I made get out <laughs> at any point in my career. Yeah, and um, um you know you know um fuck what was I gonna say? You're saying yeah, I mean you're you're saying you're like you wish somebody would come out from sketch comedy to into something like this. It's like it's like a fucking Bobby Lee made like an existential drama about a divorce, right? You go, <laughs> wait, what the hell? Like him? The guy who just like Big fart sounds on TV. It, it's yeah. He's the one. That he he made fucking what is that movie? Uh, Wedding Story. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Bobby Lee. <laughs> like, huh? Excuse me. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, yeah. It, it it's it's you know it's incredible, and and it's it's like you said, it's it's incredible that it, he's not like who like um. There's a guy, the, uh, David Bowie's son directs movies. I think I've talked about him here before. Moon and, and a couple of other ones. But even him, he's like, oh, you know, he's he's like known. Duncan Jones, right? He's known, but he's not like famous, right? But this, you know, to go from that, there have been guys who who maybe have worked on SNL or worked on Mad TV who maybe, you know, made, made a movie or they did this or they did, did that. I mean, um, there was a guy, Robert Smeagol, I think, the guy who does fucking Triumph, the comic insult dog or whatever. He did a movie called uh, Big Fan with Patton Oswalt, where he plays like a giant New York Jets, New York Giants fan. He's like, that's like his whole life. And then one day he gets a shit beat out of him by a couple of those Giants players when he gets like too close to them, like at a bar or something. And it's like about him dealing with like fandom and like, what does that mean? And like, what kind of person is he? But anyway, it's like a drama, right? But it's not like known, right? He didn't go to become Christopher Nolan, right? He just stayed a guy who does movies and he sometimes does Triumph, the comic insult dog or whatever it's called. Right, yeah, that's yeah. It's a it's a rarefied air that he's thrown himself into, uh, seemingly impossibly. Really, like I. Mm-hmm. Also, any man, even if you're not coming from comedy, any any director would love to have Get Out at any point in their career. But like, also to have Get Out as your literal first movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, because like. What's the one we talked about? Like, oh, The Matrix was absolutely amazing, but it, that was their second movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. their mm-hmm. first one was, like, a much smaller... To just come out and just be, like, swinging for the fences like that is wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like it'd be like if, if Michael Bay's first movie was Ratatouille, but he made the mice fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the number one thing. That, that's, that's the Michael Bay signature. Mm-hmm. If you watch Transformers, in the bottom right corner, in one gutter, there are two mice fucking... Um, Easter egg, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that's uh, that's nope. Um, putting it, sandwiching it between Get Out and Us in terms yeah. of uh, rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say you give it out of five? Probably. Uh, like I give it a four. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Uh, it's definitely something I'm interested in seeing. Just like I said, I got to find time. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, do you want to talk about one of yours next, or do you want me to to briefly talk about my thing? Um, let's sandwich yours in because my next two, I'll, I won't say I keep them short, but one of them I won't talk much about, so. Okay. All right. So, uh, basically, um, I finished Horizon Forbidden West a while ago. I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I've really just been playing a lot of Gran Turismo because uh, it's, it's a mostly, well, I guess not mostly because there is a big online, but like there is, it's a single player game, at least for me at the moment. Um, there's a lot of single player content to get through, and it's. I haven't I haven't played it as much as I've wanted to because my time has been spent trying to get Forbidden West done. Um, mm-hmm. However, with that being said, 
uh, you know, it's it's not a game that you always want to play. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, it, you just have to be in the mood for it. So I've decided uh, I'm going to try and and play through um, Metal Gear Solid Two whenever I'm not playing Green Turismo. So Sons of Liberty. Yes, um, I've heard. So I feel like from what I've heard is that um, Sons of Liberty is I've, based on uh, you know I have one friend who's like Metal Gear Solid games are his like that's his uh, I don't know like a lot of people have an affinity for one franchise mm-hmm. and they're like that's like the thing I'm attached to he's attached to Metal Gear Solid games like that um, and. and I think Metal Gear Solid 3 Peace Walker is considered, like, the most perfect game out of all of them. But I think that uh, a lot of people view Metal Gear Solid 2 as the most Metal Gear Solid of them, mm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, like I think 3 might be a slightly more polished, slightly better game overall to play. But I think people that are super into Metal Gear Solid, like, look up on 2 very fondly. And it... I don't know. I know some of the twists, and I guess I don't even know what the twists are. I just know the nature of them, which is to say, like, without giving much away, like, I know there is some confusion about who a character is. Like, like, and I don't remember exactly who's who or what the confusion is, but I know there are two characters that are being confused for one another in a way that you don't get revealed till later. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the twist is. I just know there is a twist coming with that. Um, which is just the unfortunate reality of, you know, playing a game that's like 20 something years old. You're going <laughs> to you're going to you're going to learn some things about it that you wish you hadn't before you decide to play it. Um, but I will say from the little bit I I started uh, yesterday and today Boy, this game is not very fun, uh, which is, like, <laughs> it's just, hey. it seems like such a, it's it's like going back to play the old, Res- old Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, mm. where you're like, you can't, like, like you can only walk forward mm. or turn, like, you can't do them both smoothly, and you can't just, like, strafe sideways. It's it's not quite that bad, but it's it's weird how detailed and specific parts of it are so like i i went to just like i was getting shot and i was punching a guy like it was like a close quarters fight in like this little locker room and like i would get hit into the lockers and everything would be fine but there was like a locker that had a door open already from where i had opened it and i got hit into it and then the locker door came loose and then it like fell on its own timing and hit a different guy and like threw him off. So it's like super detailed, especially for a game that came out on the fucking PS2. The PS2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cause I remember my, uh, when I was a kid, the reason I remember the fucking subtitle was because that was like a game I would, I didn't have a PS2 at home. So my friends had one at their house. And so I would go mm -hmm. over and that's like, they would play that. They would play, um, Twisted Metal Black and stuff. And so I just spent right. hours and hours watching them play. And I remember even then being like, what the fuck is this game? Like, what, what is what is going on here with like with regards to um, Sons of Liberty? Right. So the one thing, the only reason I remember it 
is the one thing I will give Metal Gear Solid over every other game. As I feel like if you go look at any of the Metal Gear games, they have the best cover art. Like, they're, all of their cover art is amazing mm. to me. Um, but anyway, so, like, so there's that super detailed, super intricate, like, part of it, right? And I know compared to your PS5 game now, that's nothing. But, like, to see that in that game, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why did... How much extra effort took into making something like this possible? And then how many times did you do it? Because I'm only 30 minutes into the game. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how many other things am I going to find while the rest of the time I'm playing this game? Where I'm like, why did you... This is so intricate. But then, on the other hand, like... Shooting a guy is the most lab- laborious thing I've ever had to do in this game. So, like, you hold square to, to aim your gun. Here's the ridiculous part. If... If you're holding square and you let go, mm-hmm. like, like I get, so if you press square, he just pulls it out and shoots directly in front of him. If you hold square, you can kind of aim it. And then when you let go, he shoots. But what I've been trying, I, I spent literally like 10, 15 minutes trying to figure it out before I looked it up. It was like, how do you aim your gun to like, w- but decide not to shoot? I could mm. not figure it out. And they were like, Oh, yeah, the buttons are pressure sensitive, so when you're holding square, you have to release it slowly. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, you couldn't come up with a better way than that? Like, if you let go of the button too fast, you shoot. If you let go slowly, he puts the gun away. What are you talking about? Like, there's no way this was the best you could do, even at the time. Like, even at the time, you had to realize, like, I could dedicate any other button to this. Like, (laughs) It's like, um... I say. It's like, dude, you couldn't just like do like left trigger and right trigger. Like, why does it have to be like? You, you know? literally, there's literally triangle. So there's square and there's triangle, and triangle is an action button. And the thing is, you can't perform any action, as far as I've seen. There's no action you perform with your gun out. So just make it like if you're holding square, just press triangle to put the gun away because you're not doing anything. Like, why? Why did it have to be? Th- Make it L3 or R3. Just, like, click in the analog stick. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... There's so many better ways to do it. And, like... Then there's the other thing that I had to figure out was... So, if you walk up to a guy, like, from behind, and you want to, like, choke him, right? To, like, Mm -hmm. knock him unconscious. There's two things about this that are ridiculous. If your analog stick is not in the center... So, like, if you're walking up to him and you press square too quick before you stop moving... He just grabs the guy and does, like, a hip toss. And then guess what? Everybody's alerted. Mm. And so, like, that's unfortunate. Um, Two, the range that you have to be stopped at is, Mm. like, very particular. Like, there were times where I thought I was close enough and I wasn't. And then I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, all right, I just need to inch forward a little bit and then press it. But I'm like, but if he turns around, like, you know, because they're on patrol and it's all tense... You're like, fuck, I gotta do it quick. And then you, you press square too soon and you hip toss the guy and you fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, while you are while you press square, you grab them. To choke them, you press square. You, you like rapidly tap square um, to choke them. The problem is, is that like if you don't tap it enough, you like when you let them go... They they don't fall to the ground. They're just kind of staggered, and then they turn around and catch you. And if you do it too much, you kill them. And if you didn't want to kill them, like 
there's an arbitrary amount of times you have to press square, which is like seven or eight, but nine kills them. And I'm like, and there's no visual cue either. They're just either like, so like, if you can't remember how many times you tap square real quick, you're like, uh, I guess I let him go. And then he fucking turns around and sees you. <laughs> it's the worst shit. Like it, little things like that. I'm like, man, this game is very hard to have a good time with right now, <laughs> but I'm mean, it's something I'm just going to try and push through. Uh, because like I said, I've heard story-wise the game is great and, you know, they're, like I said, it's quintessential Metal Gear above, you know, three just being a perfect game kind of. Right, yeah. Um, so definitely and excited. Do you remember, was three on PS2 or PS3? Because I remember four was, two on, was on PS2. Three. I'm pretty sure, or sorry, three was on PS2, I believe. Peace Walker release. It was also released for the PSP uh, re-released, and I think the PSP one is actually considered, like, the definitive version at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, it might just be, let's see, Metal Gear Solid 3. Maybe that'll help me here. Oh, Snake Eater. Sorry, Snake Eater is 3. Hmm. Peace Walker is the one that's considered perfect, but it was only on the PSP. Oh, so, okay. so Snake Eater Metal Gear Solid 3 was also on the PS2. Um, the re- only reason I knew that is because I remember the first... <laughs> I remember Metal Gear Solid 4 released on the PS3. Mm. And the things I remember were that people were like, this game looks fucking amazing. Like, it was like one of the and ones... You can't- skip the cutscenes i believe right am i wrong i'm pretty sure you cannot skip the cutscenes also to be fair i don't know why you'd ever skip a cutscene in a game like this like that's very story driven Mm -hmm. um but the cutscenes are also uh, ridiculously long like there are (laughs) if i'm not mistaken there might be a cutscene in four that's like 45 minutes um yeah, like the like people were like, "This is a movie; it's not a video game," which you know has has been a talking point for games uh, even recently. But this one was like kind of pushing it to the extreme. Uh, but for people that are into Metal Gear, they were like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm like this, shit, <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what I want." Um, but yeah, that's uh, anyways. Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, excited to keep playing it despite uh, some bad first impressions. Mm-hmm. Nice, also, nice, because perfect. those small things are, are things that generally, the more time you spend with the game, you just kind of get used to, even though they're yeah. bad. I was just going to say that. I was like, I remember this was kind of like my hesitation about Resident Evil 4, where I was like, I had, I think I asked you, and I think I asked my friend Jacob. I was like, so, like, can I, like, still play it? Like, I, I know it's like one of those things, it's like, it's kind of like an old movie, right? Where you go, I understand its impact, and I understand what it changed, but is it inaccessible to me now, having you know having what I have now? Right, mm-hmm. and the reason I played it is because I think the both of you guys were like, "No, it's like still a good game. Like you can still play it like as a like a game now." And in, in same thing, the first few hours I was like, "What the fuck are these controllers?" But then after <laughs> a while, you know, I got used to them, and it was great. And I was you know, one of all time great like video game experiences for me. Mm-hmm. And I think Resident Evil Four is like the line in terms mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. these controls are a little little inhibitive. They're you know, you're going to eventually, when you first start, have some deaths that you can attribute to literally just being like, I can't control the character the way I want to. Um, but I think ultimately, like, it is still controllable enough that once you're used to it, you don't have those problems. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of the line, right? Is that, like, even once you get used to, 
Resident Evil 2 and you like can do the movements, there's still some times where you're like, man, I really fucking hate moving like this and it's making my life difficult. Whereas that's not really the case in 4 by the time you get used to it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this falls kind of in line with 4, which is that I have these problems now, but once I get used to them, they are no longer problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, I'm playing it on my PS3 currently. Set nice, nice. So uh, let's let's uh, move back to the two you said you were going to touch on briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, my next one is uh, I, I watched uh, um, the third season of Solar Opposites on Hulu. Um, I watched the first two seasons I think last year back to back. I watched the first season. Well, yeah, two years after it came out, and then the last one came out last season. Um, and this is by, you know, co-created by Justin Roiland, who co-created Rick and Morty, and you can kind of see the same design and same look to it. And as I've said here before, it's got the same sort of comedic sensibilities, um, albeit with a little bit more of, like, a, a nasty um, streak running through it. But um, mm-hmm. overall, I, I really like the season. I don't think it's as as polished as the first, first two. Um, I think... So I think I mentioned on here about the first two seasons about how I liked how they would go. They would have like an adventure and they'd be like, it'd be close to the end of the episode. They'd be like, oh, so wait, so what was our arc today? It was a lot of like breaking the fourth wall, right? Yeah. And they'd be like, you know, an episode would start and be like, something, something, something. They'd be like, when? It's like after this cold open, when we hit the title page, starting like now. And then the, 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 the titles would happen, right? So right. I like that. Um, I would say that the, this third season leans on that a little too much, where toward the end they're like, you know, they're basically like retrospective, introspective about like what they are in the show and stuff. Like, what are so like, what is our role in this community? Like, are we actually good people or like, or like, what is our role in, in besides having wacky sci-fi adventures? Yeah. Um. We, but I think it leans on it a little bit too much. But you know, nothing that derails the show. Um. I will say so. I think I mentioned on here. Well, it's just like fucking wacky, just lines where they'll like, just like the, and I love it for that, that where they, they go on these adventures that make no sense whatsoever. So like in one, they go, they have this pupa thing, which is like this little blob that is supposed to one day uh, mature and terraform the, the, the planet to fit their needs. Right. But, but it's just okay. like a comedic little like creature. And so one day they go inside of it because it's like sick. And they find like this boar okay. <laughs> that ate the mouth guard of like one of the aliens and stuff. And so then later on, at the end, toward the end of the episode, they're like, something happens with like a ghost, and they're like, ghosts aren't real. And then one of them goes, oh yeah, if ghosts aren't real, how come I just took a ghost board to the orthopedic <laughs> dentist or something? <laughs> and it's just like, I just go like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I watching? Right. Um, but overall, it's really good. Um, I think I mentioned on here that both seasons one and two, around like the eight or nine episode mark, they do this thing where they deviate from the main four aliens and they focus on on the wall, which is this like ant farm where they've stuck hundreds of maybe like thousands of people that they've shrunk because they pissed them off into this little habitat. Right? Do you remember me mentioning that? Like a little. Yeah, I do remember you talking about that. And so the first two are the whole season happens, and then episode eight or nine is just like the whole episode is about them, and it's like this really fucking great like dramatic storytelling that I actually found myself being like, 
holy shit, like this is like really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this season, they sort of took that episode and like split it up, added more. So you'll be watching an episode and there'll be like little scenes from that, which I didn't really like because there'll be like an episode with like a sizable chunk of from that story and then the next episode won't have anything about them and the next one will have just a little bit about the wall and i was like i wish they would have just put them all together and just had one big wall episode at the end like they had before because it was a nice little change of pace it was nice i looked forward to it right, right. um but uh but other than that i mean those are my only two qualms right like i i think i, I mean I, I, i'm not gonna go in here and be like solar opposites you know their themes didn't do this or that because i don't even <laughs> think I don't even think they're trying to reach stuff like Rick and Morty, right? Like if you watch Rick and Morty and you watch even something like the Pickle Rick episode, which, you know, has this at this point been kind of like uh, defanged or, 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 you know, changed into what it actually was. There's a lot that you can read from it. You, I can take from it from that one, from the Vat of, Vat of Acid episode, from, you right. know, uh, the one where they go to live on that tiny planet and there's like corn, right? Like the screaming mm-hmm. sun or something. So you can take more out of it, but this isn't that at all, right? It's just like pure, like just comedic id just being poured into you know, 22 minutes per episode. So I don't think, um, you know, like if you like the first season or first two seasons, watch it. If you like Rick and Morty, watch it. If you like just like weird fucking comedy, watch it. Um, but because I think it's great. I think it's a nice little change of pace. Um, and the voice acting is great, I think. Royland plays the main alien, and then Thomas Middleditch plays the like the little site, the, the one of the other ones, and they're both fucking fantastic in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's so uh, Solar Opposites season three. I think, I mean, kind of like how I was saying with The Simpsons a couple weeks ago, where it was like, you know, it's twenty two episodes, you get a chance, like you're not gonna go wrong. It's like that with this, where it's like, do you want to watch an hour? I mean, I loved it, but do you want to watch an hour of the boys, or do you want to watch a quick, you know, twenty two minutes of Solar Opposites real quick while you, you know, take a dump or read a you know, eat dinner or something, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, definitely something to to think about watching. I I just need to give it another chance because I started to watch it. I started to watch the first season mm-hmm. once and was like an episode and a half in, and I was like, I think I'm good on this. But I, I maybe not gave. Uh, maybe I wasn't giving it like my full attention to like actually catch some of the stuff. So. I might just need to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely do. I, I think in you know, it's it's like a good, it's a good, you know, funny time. I don't think there's. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this or that, or like that thematic story was crazy. It's it's not that at all. Right. Um, and then my other thing, super quick, it's a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and it's just like this movie about this lady in the 50s who goes to Paris to buy a Dior dress. Um, and it was just like a nice, lovely little English movie. Um, it's a nice like mom movie. So if your mom's coming to visit or if you're going to watch something with your parents next time, if you're listening to this, if you're together, um, just put this one on. It was, it was, a it was a good time. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I actually remember seeing the preview for that in, God, what movie did I watch recently? Um, damn, I don't know, but I remember seeing a preview for that and I was just like, yeah. Well, who's who's this for? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the way you described it, it kind of makes sense. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, I'd seen a preview. What would you give that out of five? Oh, I give it a four. Yeah, it was just like a nice extreme. Like once it like, by twenty minutes in, you realize what it is, and you go, okay, well, like let's see if you nail it, and they do nail it, and it's just like super well made. It's just like smooth. You know, you kind of know where it's gonna go, but then when it gets there, it just does it so well that you go, fucking movie, you got me. 
So, okay, I guess the best way to describe how I felt about it when I saw the preview was I was like, it sounds like the plot of this could be a Hallmark movie. Is, mm-hmm. is like how I viewed it. It's like because it's an older woman that like finally saves up the money to go to Paris and get a dress, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, this seems like this could be a Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> but you know, obviously, if it's done well, then that's why it's not a Hallmark movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely with a lot more care and 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 gonna say um, sharp edge than yeah than a Hallmark movie. Cool deal. Um, so that's what we've been watching and playing lately. Uh, the last thing we wanted to touch on, uh, for this episode is the MCU has made some announcements. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Comic-Con was this past, uh, week and I believe Friday was DC. And so they came out and like, here's Black Adam. Um, no, uh, flash footage because Ezra Miller is fucking insane. <laughs> That's so wild. Like, um, how have they not just straight up canceled that movie or recast? Like, why are we still dancing around this? Like, get this man yeah, all dude, the way out of here. I think, yeah, I think from what I've heard of the test footage has, has tested so well that they're like in such a predicament. I think if it was shitty, they would just drop it onto HBO Max. Like, but look, we, it's we actually really put out, we struggle to put out good movies in this one. This one's gonna be like really so fucking good. Like it's as good as the first Aquaman. Like it fucking sucks, bro. It's like, I, damn fucking, if you damn if you don't. Uh, it's Warner Brothers, right? They yeah. have to just be. They have to just have like fucking dog the bounty hunter and every other dude out here just trying to fucking arrest Ezra Miller to just get him out of the public. Like they got they gotta have bounty hunters just trying to find that man, catch him, and keep him under lock and key at oh, this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because you know they're, they're um yeah, yeah they're fucking sweating bullets about about Ezra, but uh, yes, yeah, so every like, every oh, time an Ezra Miller thing starts to like finally blow over, there is literally another thing. It's so wild, like yeah, yeah. like I will he will have done a thing like I mean all right, and here's the thing they also escalate every time like each thing i hear is worse than the last thing like i feel like the very first thing i remember hearing about him was that he was in like hawaii drunk and slapped some random person in the face i feel like yeah and now they have like and now he's like he's abducting minors i'm like what is going on Ezra's girlfriend's family has been reaching out. They haven't been able to. I'm like, yo, what is this man R. Kelly? What is, what is that? On? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, just the whole situation is ridiculous. And you know, like I said, you know, they were ready. They're like, here's Black Adam. Here's the you know, no Flash stuff. And then they didn't have any Aquaman stuff either. So I think they only had they had Flash and they had uh, Shazam, which I, mm-hmm. both I like. You know, I liked um, Shaz- the first Shazam. And I mean, hopefully Black Adam's good. Right, so that's Friday. And you go, is, and Black Marvel... Adam, is Black Adam, I understand, sorry, mm-hmm. not to interrupt. It, it's, yeah. Is this considered, like, its own thing, or is this basically Shazam 2? It's, like, yeah, it's part of Shazam, yeah. It's okay. like the thing in his chest, is like, it's like he's like the, the evil oh, version I, of... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know he's connected to Shazam, like, in the comics, like, I know... I'm, 
The one thing that confuses me though is I think Black Adam seems like a hero from the trailers, and but I know he's a villain, so I'm not really yeah. sure. They're trying to make him like a big anti-hero thing where he's like, "Yo, heroes don't kill people." He's like, "Yeah, but I do." He's like, "Oh shit!" He's like an anti-hero. Oh. Okay. Um, and I think if you, I think in Shazam one, there's like a sequence where he's going down the hall of all the superheroes, and there's like an empty chair, or like there's like some sort of like reference to Shazam, um, Black Adam. Okay. Um. <clears throat> And so then Saturday, Marvel comes out, and they're like, oh, that's cute. You guys got two movies? Here's fucking Phase 5, and they just dump everything into it, right? So, they, um, But then, even then, I was like, I, I was I had some friends over, and I was like, you know, scrolling through, and I was like, all right, cool. None of these really you know, blow my mind, because I knew about them. Um, but I'll run through these real quick before I mention what blew my mind. So they go, Ammon, Quantumania. Yeah, I'm just going to go super fast through these. <clears throat> Ant-Man Quantumania, uh, February of next year, Secret Invasion, spring of next year, Guardians of the Galaxy, May of next year, Echo, summer next year, The Marvel, summer, Blade, summer, Ironheart, Autumn, Agatha, maybe next winter, and then next, or next, next spring, spring 2024, Daredevil, 18 episodes of that, and then uh, finishing up Phase 5 with Captain America, New World Order, May 2024. So I was like, oh, cool, neat. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Some stuff I'm not, like, super hot about, but, like, I'm excited for it, right? Mm -hmm. And they go, but we're not done because not only do we have Phase 5 up here, we also have Phase 6, and they put up all these spots, and they put up 14 slots, basically between, like, 2024 through, like, I think, late 2025. And, like, here it is, you know, the first whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, the first movie of Phase phase 6, Fantastic Four. I was like, oh, Fuck yeah, let's go. They finally put it on November oh, 2024. Man. I'm there. Let's go, right? I'm so nah, I'm I'm not here for it. Like I, man, I, I feel like we've talked about this already. But ultimately, I just I don't know if the Fantastic 4 works anymore. Like that's I, man, it, like all right, you've had two bad movies. I'm not saying that's the reason it can't work. Right, but what I am saying is that if you look at the Fantastic Four, you've got the Human Torch, cool, right? He's mm-hmm. cool. Every nobody would look at the Human Torch and be like, "That's not cool." All right, you got a guy made of rocks, not cool, right? Like we already have a funny one of those in Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't need a guy just depressed and made out of rocks. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I didn't realize this until I started reading the comics, but, like, a running thing is that the thing, like, constantly gets in fights with the Hulk because he wants to prove he's just as strong, and mm-hmm. he loses every single fucking time. So he's just <laughs> bad Hulk. Like, he's just shitty rock Hulk. That's all yeah. he is. On a team. All right? You have the uh, <laughs> Miss Fantastic, the Invisible Woman. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what her actual title is but basically that's it right like i think she can kind of do like a force field thing yeah i mean it's pretty much like um like violet from the incredibles yeah right so but ultimately the big thing is that she's invisible um and then you've got smart stretchy guy what like what i i have shitty toys that i can stretch like what what are you that you just stretch like what Mm -hmm. how useful can that be really yeah, um, I mean, I he's think... like um, Elastic Girl. I mean, I guess he can like parachute and stuff. 
But yeah, but also we're recognized. talking about a kids movie. We're not talking about like actual superheroes trying to be cool. You know what I mean? I think that's a, yeah. a big difference here. Um, yeah, I just I think it's the wackest collection of individuals to be superheroes, <laughs> minus yeah, I mean, the Human be, Torch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it's like uh, you know just if it's if it's big just because they're you know the start of Marvel or because people actually you know are excited about them. I, I'm. Yeah, and then for that one, I mean, John Watts, the director of Spider-Man, he was supposed to direct it, but he bowed out. And so, I mean, he said he, I mean, he wanted to recharge, which makes sense. He made three fucking gigantic movies back to back to back, so it's understandable. And I think he has, like, some other stuff going on. I think even a, a Star Wars show. So it makes sense why he would want to back out or something like that. But I'm interested to see who they would get. I mean, the, 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 the oh, come on, kind of pick would be um, Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles one and two and he also did mission impossible ghost protocol so that's the kind of way where you'd be like i mean fucking fantastic pick but it's like all right he already did the other you know, <laughs> right. Pixar version and so they announced that and i was like all right i'm you know i'm excited finally you know you got a date because they said you know it's coming in the future but they got a date november 8th 2024 let's go right and then they go oh by the way we got two more announcements and the next one is that may 2nd 2025 almost three years from now we're gonna have Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, or Kong okay. Dynasty, in theaters. And then, not only that, but then a few months later, in November 7, 2025, we got Avengers Secret Wars coming that November. And that's when I was like, I'm back. I'm fully back on board. Because I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know some people who are have teetered or who have been like, well, you know, this is kind of done. Like, my friend Andy was like, eh, I don't know, I didn't watch Thor, I'm not gonna watch Miss Marvel, I'm kind of, like, over it, or whatever. And he was, um, and I was like, dude, but I'm fully back on. Like, because I, I, I didn't teeter, but I was also like, you know, I'm starting to feel like, where's this going? But then with these two announcements, I was like, dude, I'm fucking 100% back on, and then a couple of days later, they announced that the uh, Kang Dynasty was gonna be directed by the Shang-Chi director, um, Dustin. All right, I'm in. That's that's that just got me in. <laughs> Shang Chi was fucking lit. It was mm-hmm. like, I, like I've said. It, I think it's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. It, and so having that guy do the big Avengers movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm oh, like, All right, fuck, I oh yeah, dude, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah. I mean, they also got a bunch of other animated stuff, but I'm, I mean, I still have to watch What If. But they have like a Spider Man show coming that's animated. Marvel Zombies, which is going to be like TVMA, which I'm kind of surprised about. And then they got X-Men 97 coming, which is like another X-Men animated show. But yeah, it's basically the, the Avengers ones. Those where I was like, I'm back, baby. Like, I, I wavered. You know, I was like, they were Doctor Strange. Thor had me shaking a little bit. But, dude, I'm, I'm fully back on board. The thing that throws me off a little, um, and, and not necessarily based off these announcements, I think, you know, maybe... In, in quick retrospect um, for the stuff we've already gotten there also has been actually you know what maybe that's not it yeah maybe 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 I don't have anything to add but like I feel like there's been a lot of uh, and maybe it's just because they've started to have Disney plus shows that mm-hmm. it feels this way but I feel like we're starting to like dilute the the uh, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for here. It's it's just starting to become diluted, and I guess mm-hmm. the way I can explain that is that like, so before each Avenger movie, you got like Captain America movie, Iron Man movie, 
Ant-Man movie, Thor movie, then Avengers. And then mm. you get, like, Spider-Man movie, Captain America movie, Black Panther, you know, and then yeah, yeah. Avengers. And now it's like, all right, and maybe it's just the sheer amount. Maybe it's just, you know, it's like, all right, so you got WandaVision. It's like, okay, that's kind of a side character. I understand she's important. She's very strong, but, like, ultimately side character. Um, you have... Spider-Man, which is huge. You have Loki, side character. You have mm -hmm. fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier, side characters. You have... Um, and, you know, maybe I, I still have not watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe um, it doesn't become... Maybe it, based on the fact you told me there's a Captain America movie and knowing that, you know, he is Cap currently, maybe he's no longer side character. But basically mm -hmm. side character. Um... Then it's like Doctor Strange, huge. It's like Miss Marvel, and it, you know what I mean. Like it's, I feel like I'm getting so many of these little characters that it's hard to care about without like meeting them all for the first time. And you got Shang Chi, which is a new character, but like doesn't feel like a side character at all after watching the movie. Like I, he just seems like he has to be important, and maybe that's just based off the strength of how good that fucking movie was. Um, yeah. So. You know, before where it was like, bit like they were all big shots, right? It was like the the all the main people, big shots. Like the closest thing you got to a side character, I felt like in any of them was Ant Man, and he is a side character, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but like he's still more important than fucking Loki. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, you know, it's just uh, it'll be interesting to see going forward. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think what they could, what would help them best is if Kevin Feige said, I mean, he's not, it's hard because he can't say, you don't have to watch all of these because they need the people to watch them, of course, right? Super fans to watch them. But I think right. what would be important is if, if they made a distinction being like, you don't have to come to all these, right? You can, you don't have to watch Echo. You don't have to watch, um, you know, Hawkeye or whatever because there'll be like some sort of clunky one or two oh, lines of exposition in the next one. Side character. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Which is great. You know, if you if you're a super fan and you want to watch Hawkeye, you know, get that filled out. You can watch it. Right, it's there. Same thing with the Agatha show. Right, like it's not going to impede me from watching an Avengers movie. But of course, Kevin has to say, you got to watch all of them, right? Yeah. Because he wants people to watch it because you need the money, right? But but of course, I can't imagine that he in his heart of hearts believes that everybody's going to watch everything all at once because there's no way that he doesn't know that people are going to get exhausted of it. All right. There's going to be just so much in, in, in the marketplace to watch. Mm -hmm. So I wish there was a way that, that he could be like, Psst, you don't have to actually watch all of it. Just watch it. Like, be like, movies in this movie, this movie, this movie. All right. So I feel like what would be cool is if, um, the wording would get like, you know, become a problem the way I'm about to word it. Also, sorry, just back to my previous point. Black Widow, dead character. Like we didn't. Even, she's not even mm -hmm. a side character. She she's a non-existent character. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, uh, like if they could just separate it into like, I, I'm gonna call them stages, which is to just say like, I, I it, the part that we get confusing is mixing stages and phases. But like the idea being stage, stage one items whether they're shows or movies are like integral giant plot mm -hmm. moving thing mm -hmm. stage two are important characters possibly important plot movement maybe not both so like loki is probably stage two right because i feel like it introduced kang huge 
and mm. you know really put the multiverse on like front front page huge but right. still not fucking doctor you know what i mean like whatever any of those movies and then you just have shit that's like stage three right which is just like agatha um echo hawkeye yeah echo hawkeye those and so it's like they do tie in you're not saying they don't matter it's just like you are rating the the not officialness, but like the importance and the people that are, I think, I think that would serve you both ways. Right. Which is that people that are super interested are still going to watch no matter what, mm-hmm. but you're not going to burn out anybody who feels like they're obligated to watch all these things. They can, they can be more selective and therefore not get burned out. Right. Right. Like, right. I've watched Loki, but realistically out of all the Marvel shows, I think that might be the only one i've watched all the way through mm-hmm. and it's like i don't want to watch these but there was a chance i wasn't going to watch loki right like like the only right. reason i watched it is because everybody on twitter was talking about it and i was like all right so obviously it's good and it's important but like if i hadn't watched loki that would have been he- uh, like kind of a huge blow when they release like kang's dynasty and everybody else knows who that guy is and mm-hmm. i'm just sitting here like what the fuck um, yeah. So like, well, even then, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, Kang, even though he was introduced in Loki, I think he won't become a big part until, um, what's it called? Um, Quantumania. I think Quantumania will be when he comes in and he goes, hello, I'm the guy that's about to fuck up your shit. Right. And, and for sure, uh, I think that is also the case. But, like, if I knew up front WandaVision or, you know, might be stage three or stage two and then, or, like, fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier stage three, I don't feel as much pressure to watch those and I can make sure I set aside time to watch Loki. You know what I mean? Like in in that phrase. And it worked out for me, but like I'm sure there's someone out there who was in the same boat as I did and they were just like, well, I'd have to watch WandaVision. I don't really feel like watching that. I had to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't feel like watching that. So I'm probably not going to watch Loki. And then they're just gone. Um, so I think it worked for Marvel in both ways, which is that you're super dedicated people are going to watch it no matter what. And then the people that, you know, might feel overwhelmed have a guideline of what's most important to watch. Um, and then even those people, like I didn't end up watching it, but Moon Knight seems like it would be a stage three all day. But Mm -hmm. like if I've watched stage two and I know that it's on the same playing field as, Miss Marvel, I know people say Miss Marvel's better, but like if I'm more interested in Moon Knight, then I'll watch it. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't feel obligated to watch all of them. Um, right. I don't think they'll ever do that because I think their ultimate goal is to have everybody watch everything so they can make the most money. Right, um, exactly. But... <laughs> and like I said, I wish they would because it would be nice to, you know, be like, come on, man, just tell me the truth. Like, just please tell me which one to watch. Like, you don't have to lie to me. Don't lie to me, Kevin. Um... <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, but, um, but like I said, I don't think that it's hard, right? Because I'm sure Kevin knows, like, like I said, you know, don't have to watch all of them, but he has to say, watch all of them, subscribe to Disney Plus, tell your friends to subscribe, money, 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 money. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, and so I was back on board when they announced this too, right? And then at the end of the night, they fucking dropped the Black Panther 2 trailer. Mm. And I think some people had left and I was like, hey, like, would it be okay if I put it up on the screen, on the TV and we can watch it? Because people's reaction seems to be pretty, pretty, um positive mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so I played it, and it ends. And my friend Andy, the one who said that you know he was kind of out of it for the last two things, he's like, I'm done with Marvel stuff. He, he just goes, fuck, I'm back in. They got me. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch it, the, the, the Black Panther trailer, the new one? I did not. I'll probably watch it after we get done recording. Uh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it had come out. Mm, yeah, yeah, and um, it doesn't show much. It's actually like pretty good. Like I, 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 like I said, I usually don't watch trailers. I try not to. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, if you want, you can watch it. We can discuss it because I'd love to hear your thoughts about it because it is pretty good. And we can okay. we, we can pause it or we I can keep talking while you watch it. Um, uh, keep keep talking. I'll just pull it up real quick. Okay. Um, I guess real quick, the yep. first thing I'm going to ask is who who is going to be the main character in this movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, any it idea? Looks like it's like a, it looks like it's kind of like a like an ensemble. Like there isn't like a clear like number one. It's not like they were like the sisters it right or like where they frame her because it's kind of everybody gets a little piece. Like the, even the villains in it, um, Nakia's in it, um, the, the sister, the Shuri's in it, and even her, um, his mom, the, the queen. They're they're mm-hmm. all like given lines. They're all given pretty much even. Well, you'll you'll see. They're, it's kind of like a yeah, yeah like a like a um, like a ensemble look to it, but um, yeah, I mean the, the trailer, you know, like while you watch it, 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 it's fantastic. I think it. Somebody on Twitter said that it was like a tome poem, like you know, which I think are the best trailers. I think, um, I think if you show too much or give away the story, then it's like, well, then what am I watching the trailer for? Well, while you watch, it, I'll tell a quick story. So watch Nope, and then went home, and I was like, "Let me see the trailer," because I remember the trailer played every single time I went to, I went to the movies. And so I was like, "Well, let me see what was shown." So I watched the you know the first trailer, and I was like, "You know what? Not too much, not too much." And then I was like, "Let me see what the latest trailer, the final trailer shows." I fucking watched that final trailer, dude. It showed everything everything like the finale the specific shots in the finale like the, the big money not even the, i don't want to say the money shot but like the big emotional you know uh, gut punch of the finale everything was in that trailer so um listeners if you're listening skip trailers they are not your friends they will not uh you know um <clears throat> i can say like amplify your enjoyment um definitely yeah i think they would make it worse well you know sydney says that and it's just me because i can remember stuff but she's like most people can't remember that well but i honestly think if you can don't watch trailers just as soon as you see a trailer come on tv just put your head down because i promise it'll make the movie better i mean i know it it's hard to know i can't um i can't you know watch nope with trailers and then watch nope without trailers um but I, I feel it in my in, in my bones that trailers suck. Oh yeah. So what did you definitely think? I've definitely caught a a trailer that has like fuck something up a little a little right because like the thing mm-hmm. is is the trailer will show. All right, so like here's here's the part that's hard to argue, right? Is that like people be like the trailer doesn't spoil anything, and it's like, I mean on its face it doesn't. But when I remember that this thing has to happen at some point, and we're halfway through, I know 
Yeah. Like, not only do I know it's coming, I know mm-hmm. that they're going to have to be circumstances, and I can usually yep. piece together the circumstances that are going yep. to have to cause this thing to happen. Yep, um, and that's why I don't watch them, because I'm like, ooh, that, ooh, that shot's coming up, but ooh, how are they going to get there? Ooh. Yeah. So, um, watch that. So, what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's seen... I mean, visually, it looks impressive. Like, there are... There are enough different... Um, Color schemes, backdrops, I don't really know what the word I'm looking for here, but enough like set pieces like there's a beautiful scene underwater in the trailer, there's a beautiful scene um, that looks to be taking place where T'Challa, maybe maybe not, might be where T'Challa and Killmonger had their fight or something that looks similar. Then you've got like fields, um, so visually I think it's going to be stunning much like the first one was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the great things about Black Panther 1 was how vibrant and... and how I don't know how to uh, the distinct? opposite the, yeah distinct I was gonna say the opposite of whatever we call Ozark being blue uh, <laughs> like, whatever the opposite of that is um, and I think this will continue to be the same way like you said it literally just shows a little bit of everybody and I just I, I, where the fuck is that movie gonna go like I, I I don't know. Here's the thing: they show, they show. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do show Black Panther at the end. like. You know what I mean? Like you see the claws come out, right? And yeah. So you're like, all right, well, somebody's got to be in it, so right. Out yeah. It's so it's be. like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's who, be to see. Be like a bunch of people. Yeah. Um. I wonder I think how it looks good. I just don't know. I have no idea what it's about. And right, yeah. I mean, I'm excited, you know, for the for the villain, you know, Namor. Um, they're finally bringing him in. They kind of, from what my friend tells me, my friend Miguel tells me, he, they they sort of reshaped his origin because it's supposed to be like he's from Atlantis. Yep. And from what I understand, it's kind of like this, like kind of like what you imagine, like Atlantis, like you know, pointy, you know, widow's peak, you know, jet yep. black hair, white skin kind of thing. If, if I remember what he looks like correctly, and they sort of reshaped it to be more of like a ancient indigenous society like a, like an aztec or in uh, incan sort okay. of look to it um which i think is great and then they cast mexican actor uh what's his name oh it's a uh, uh tanak huerta and he's like name more and i was like Fuck it, dude, i'm on board and he looks great so i mean i probably won't watch the next trailer because this one's i'm like i'm right i'm fully back on board i'm ready right. like just bringing that fucking movie in eight nine ten eleven four, five, uh, four months for whatever it's worth, for some reason I didn't recognize that was Namor in the trailer. Um, knowing what I know about Namor in the comics, uh, I mean, do you want me to tell you anything I know about him in the comics? All Miguel said is that he's kind of an asshole. He's like, he's just the yeah, biggest, so the, I, he's just a big douchebag. Yeah, so the big, the two big things I know are that uh, he treats, uh, like, Atlantis or whatever his little city is technically called. It might literally be Atlantis. Mm. Um, it's It's like... It's very, uh, uh, he's a dickhead, but it's like non, what, what do you call that? God damn it. Uh, like non-interventionist. Like he, he's oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Isolationist. Like, isolationist. Bingo. That's the word I was looking for. Um, he, he's like, I'm not helping, I'm not helping any of you guys. I'm not fucking with any of you guys. Don't you dare come down here because we're going to have fucking props. Um, so that's like kind of his thing. <laughs> and then the other thing that 
has to come into play somehow because there's a reason he put him in this movie and it has to be because of this kind of basis. But the reason why it happens in the comics can't be the reason why it's happening here, which is that Namor hates Black Panther more than anything. Um, Mm. The reason in the comics is because Black Panther is, from what I understand, married to Storm from Mm. the Mm X-Men. And Namor has a thing, or Storm used to be with Namor. And left him for Black Panther, and so he hates Black Panther. So, like, I assume he's going to hate Black Panther in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously it's not because his it's ex-wife is sleeping with him. <laughs> so, like, I don't yeah. know the actual reason, but I assume it's going to be there. So that'll probably be uh, the main conflict, right? Will be, yeah. even though there's, I don't know who Black Panther is going to be. Um, but ultimately, I think it will be a Namor slash Atlantis versus Wakanda, which you could, get, I guess, kind of hint from the title being Wakanda forever. Um, yeah. You know, the, I think the focus is going to be on the country as a whole instead of any one person. Yeah. And um, somebody said that they, they actually, like, put the seeds of him a little bit in Endgame. Um, I think I might have mentioned this before, but there's a, if you remember the scene in Endgame where Black Widow's like, she's like, all right, everybody report back to me. And she's, it's like uh, Captain Marvel and Okoye. And I think, yeah. uh, I forget, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh. War Machine. They're all like giving their little reports, right? I think yeah. Okoye is like, we've received reports of earthquakes off the coast of Wakanda. Like there's like something going on. And they go like, uh, oh yeah, let me go check it out. Or something like that. Something about earthquakes in Africa or something like that. Gotcha. And I, I remember reading Endgame stuff and they're like, oh, that's like Namor stuff. Oh shit, oh shit. So, okay. Um, I think that's like the extent of what, they, what they've had. But um, but yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, yeah, that black, yeah, that, that trailer's exciting. I mean, I'm excited. It just, it's like one of those things, it's like, it's so far out and like, I probably at some point will drop off watching every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't yet. Because, you know, but, but that's the, the things that have come out, I've actually wanted to watch. So, like, there hasn't been anything where I've been like, eh, I don't know. All right? Like, for example, I like Daredevil. I don't know if I'm going to watch 18 episodes of that, right? Like, it's, the <sighs> only reason why I feel like I might watch that is because the original Daredevil show, I feel like, got great reviews and I never watched mm-hmm. a single episode. So, I'm hoping that, one, it won't call on any of those. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping they just do, like, daredevil like we've never seen him before but from what yeah. i they brought the same actor back um so i'm hoping it'll be just as good and it'll be like yeah. a fresh way for me to get involved without having to go watch old shit yeah <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that i'm devastated about right now is that like i know they're doing a blade movie there's no way that movie's gonna matter in the grand scheme of things and I want it to so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want like, Blade to keep showing up in every Avengers movie, and I don't oh, dude, think yes. it's going to happen. I hope so because I I think Mahershala is great. It was going to be is going to be great in that role, and I'm I'm excited to see what. Uh... And like Blade is, I mean, he legitimately is a Marvel superhero. Like, but it just doesn't feel that way, right? right. <laughs> like he's fighting vampires, so it's like yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's put it this way. Uh, fucking, God, what was that game on the 360? Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Where it was like the superheroes like most uh, assemble in like Avengers Tower and fight like a big bad. Blade yeah. is one of, like uh, story-wise, like a pretty important part of that, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So like, he does matter. But he always feels so just like... 
sectioned off doing his own thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, there's no way they're gonna keep bringing him back. But God, I hope so. <laughs> because they're like, hey, well, you know, it's he's killing vampires. I know, but like, do you have to keep bringing him back? Like, is that important? Like that? I don't know. <laughs> right. But I'm gonna be like, but look how fucking dope he looks. Like that's my problem, right? Is yeah. that like he's so dope? <laughs> At least, at least the Wesley Snipes version was dope as shit. So I'm like, I'm sure this version is gonna be dope, and that's all the only reason I want him around, right? I want Shang Chi out here martial arts and the fuck out of people, and then I want Blade fucking roundhouse kicking syringes into motherfuckers' heads, um, <laughs> while spitting aggressive one-liners. Um, <laughs> Motherfucker, do you know who I? <laughs> what is it? What the fuck you doing? Um, oh man, yeah. I mean, it won't be that, but it won't. But in that, but I just like I'm bracing myself for it. Yeah, I do like. I was looking at the Phase Wikipedia, and I like that. Um, oh, and then Phase Six will conclude, and that'll be the end of the multiverse saga. So kind of like how there was the Infinity Saga was the first three phases. Phase Four, Five, and Six are the multiverse saga. What's funny is I already assumed that to be the case, and it just hit me that I shouldn't because, or I shouldn't have. Because uh, the, um, I, I had this problem with uh, God of War, which was that like the the Greek, you know, games were a trilogy, and then we went to Norse, and I was like, yeah, another trilogy, duh. And then they were like, Ragnarok will be wrapping it up, and I was like, huh, there's only two. Um, so <laughs> like, like I naturally just assumed. There were going to be three phases in this. I know. Next I kind saga. of assume so too. I mean, I, I thought Ragnarok would be like you kill Thor, and then Odin is the big bad in uh, whatever the third one's called. Right. Um, but that is not the case. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. So. Um, oh, also, uh, just a brief thing that I saw while we were recording. It just kind of popped mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe worth your time to go onto Twitter uh, soon. And mute uh, God of War and Ragnarok because Ooh. I saw a thing that said, "All right, this is wild." Um, there is a leak that there will be a leak. Um, like there, <laughs> there apparently is speculation that the same guy that leaked a bunch of the stuff about The Last of Us Part Two story, which mm-hmm. he leaked, I remember that all of it, and it was all correct. There was no bullshit. Like it was all legit information. Um, there's a rumor that that guy is about to leak uh, God of War Ragnarok stuff. Mm. So uh, it might be worth your time to just mute some of that so you don't come across oh, yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to do that. Or if we do it first, we could um, find him and uh, kill him. <laughs> could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Commit atrocities. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a tweet that's like, um, no, uh, what is it? We can't just ratio it. Oh, God. I gotta get it right because it's so good. Uh... Oh yeah, he said this ratio ain't enough. We need to take his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's if if I catch one bit of a leak, we gotta go hunt that man down. All right, but uh, that's the episode this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. If you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch it at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram, Twitter, or email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week.
I do want to say one last thing. Oh, go ahead. Take a deep breath because this is, what, eight, nine, ten, eleven, four months. So this is four months before the next Marvel thing. I believe there's not a gap that long again. Oh, so, fuck. <laughs> deep breath. Just, wait for it, for it, and then you're going to get show, movie, show, movie, show, movie. Oh, man. Um, so. Yeah, Marvel's hitting you with the fucking fight back. You know what I'm talking about? That <laughs> yeah, that fight back. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's gonna be you getting hit in the shit with a bunch of Marvel uh, content. <laughs> but I'll catch you guys next week. Peace. See ya.